1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Now, from the Steeple Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman.
2: Well, I'm not Tom Ackerman, but this is a Sports on a Sunday morning here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley, coming your way from Jupiter, Florida, and Cardinals Spring Training. Got you for just about the next two hours. We'll wrap up things just a little bit early today as we make way for Cardinals Spring Training Baseball. Today, they are matched up against the Miami Marlins. A 1205 first pitch, meaning our coverage with John Rooney and Ricky Horton will begin this morning at 1155. This is cool, by the way, just very. I'm going to just mention this very quickly. I've been at KMOX now for uh, coming up on uh, two years. I'm about a year and a half point right now. I've done a lot of cool things in my time here. Sports on a Sunday morning, just the absolute tradition that this show is and I get to host it today, so uh, this is certainly very cool for me, and I'm glad that you are uh, tuned in with us as we take you, again, to Cardinals baseball right around 12 noon today. Uh, If you want to chime in on anything that we're talking about, you can text or tweet if you want to text into the program, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's the text line. Uh, You can also tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pawley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Tom Ackerman, by the way, the reason he's not here, uh, very cool for him. He is continuing to uh, do some play-by-play on the Cardinals TV broadcast on Bally uh, Sports Midwest, so he is going to be on the television call today, so he is uh, in the process of getting ready for uh, his broadcast today along with uh, Brad Thompson, so that's why he is not here, and uh, I'm very happy to be able to uh, to be here today and talk to you here on a Sunday morning. We've got a lot coming up on the program this hour. Uh, Coach Ford, Travis Ford, is going to be with us from uh, Slew Billkins Basketball. Good win yesterday. Really Not only was it a win yesterday, it was a win that came along with a great story because of the way that game finished off. Uh, Just not a lot of guys available trying to use the bench as as best you can. A lot of decisions being made. One of those games where coaching very much comes into the final result. So we'll talk with Coach Ford about that coming up in about 20 minutes or so. Uh, Next hour, we'll talk with uh, Lutz Feinsteel from uh, City SC and uh, get his thoughts on what was a really good one. Yesterday was a good sports day. More on that in a moment. But City SC last night, they looked like the team – that we all fell in love with last year. They, The way that they played, it just it looked a lot more similar to what we saw last season when they were playing their best soccer of the year. And we hadn't really seen a lot of that this year, and you hope that this is able to be something uh, that they're able to keep going with. They get a 2-0 win against New York City FC. And uh, John Moselak uh, president of baseball operations for the Cardinals. He's going to join us in about an hour and 20 minutes, eleven thirty eleven thirty five, 1135. And uh, we'll get his thoughts on what he has seen so far here uh, down in Jupiter. There's been a lot going on. I think it's mostly been a uh, a good camp for the Cardinals. No, you know, knock on wood, no real new injuries. Obviously, the injury to Tommy Edmond continues to uh, loom somewhat large because of the way the roster is being put together, uh, especially if he's not there for the start of the season. But outside of that, it's been a fairly healthy camp. It's been a camp where uh, you've seen some good things. So for the most part, I think it's been uh, it's been pretty solid. But yeah, speaking of things that are pretty solid, yesterday, what are What a fantastic sports day for St. Louis and the general St. Louis area. We haven't, we haven't been able to, we haven't had a lot of those days. you, you think about some of the, the lack of success from teams that are generally pretty successful. We haven't had a lot of these days where just across the board, a lot of teams are playing and there's a lot of things going right. When you think about what happened, obviously last year with the Cardinals, not a lot went right. You think about what's gone on the last couple seasons with the Blues, not a lot's gone right. This year, college basketball, Missouri's really struggling, and they unfortunately could not uh, hop in on the on the positive uh, train. Yesterday, they didn't win; that made a game interesting, but they didn't win. But slew basketball, they do pick up a win. So really, just just a solid sports day yesterday. We mentioned City SC. They get the, they get the victory. They look more like the team that we saw last year. And I don't know where you're at on this. I'm still, I'm still curious what they're going to look like this year. I still think we're figuring out who exactly they are because they're a team that had so much regular season success last year, and then the success was not there in the postseason. and they make some small changes in the offseason small but key small just small in like the number of moves not not so much the uh the impact of the moves because obviously some of the guys that they brought in have been very impactful and it still feels like as the team is still incredibly early on in their existence finding their identity being a team that can have success in the regular season but can be more built for the postseason all that stuff but yesterday they looked good. They looked really good. That 2 nothing win, uh, they were attacking. They were aggressive. Uh, they were able to outshoot their opponents. And they, they, just a complete turnaround from that game against Houston when they got knocked out of the Champions Cup. They looked completely, completely different in a good way, and it was absolutely uh, good to see that. So that was one thing. You have the Blues getting a nice win yesterday, and I, I don't know where we're at with this team. Because they're certainly not eliminated or, or not in playoff contention. They're where they you'd like them to be in a little bit of a better spot, but there is more. There's there's plenty more time, uh, plenty enough time in the regular season for if they go on some sort of run for them to pull themselves back into a playoff spot. Right now they're five points behind Los Angeles for the final playoff spot in the West. The the problem with this team has been just the amazing inconsistencies that they have had. And it kind of felt like over the last week, week and a half that this was this was the moment where things were starting to really fall off for them and that they would not be able to completely recover and then they come back where they went against the wild yesterday 3-1. it was a solid win. They played well. There's been a lot of talk lately about uh, decisions to bench players and just the, the, the effort and the energy and uh, the discipline and all the things that haven't been there for the Blues. But they were there yesterday, at least for one day, against Minnesota. And that's an important team to be able to beat, and it was a good win. And now their next five games are going to be on the road. This next five-game stretch is a huge stretch for this team. They're going to go out east to play Philadelphia, the Islanders, uh, the Devils, and also the Rangers and Boston. They are not going to play another home game for the next week and a half. Wednesday, March 13th is when they get back to to St. Louis. So these next five games – they don't have to win all five. They probably don't have to win four, but if they can if they can kind of tread water, if they can if they can win three of these five, if they can pick up a point maybe in another one and still be basically in the same spot that they're in right now, you feel better about their their playoff opportunities. But they just have to find more consistency. That has been the incredibly frustrating thing about this team. But again, yesterday, they were part of it. They were part of the day. It was a good day as they uh, they pick up the win. So the Blues, City SC, and then Billikens basketball, they pick up the victory uh, last night as well. It was really good to see uh, the way that they were able to play in what has largely been somewhat of a lost season this year for the Billikens. They're going to try to grab at least a little bit of momentum going into the conference tournament and Uh, I'm really looking forward to talking with Coach Ford here in about 15 minutes or so, Uh, and we'll get more into uh, his thoughts and what was going through his mind as that game was finishing off and he was really trying to manage the game uh, and find a way to get them to win, and that's exactly uh, what happened. So Coach Ford's going to join us at about uh, 10.30. Up next cardinals baseball what have we learned through the first week of uh, of spring training games have we learned anything we'll get into that coming up in just a moment it is a sports on a sunday morning my name is matt Pauly coming your way from jupiter and we're back with more in just a moment on kmox no Tom Ackerman this morning he is on the TV call of today's Cardinals Marlins game so I get to fill in for him here on a sports on a Sunday morning. My name is Matt Pauly coming your way from Jupiter Florida and Cardinals spring training in about 10 minutes we are going to be joined by Billiken's basketball coach Travis Ford go through uh, what happened last night as Slu comes away with a victory a really Solid victory and a victory with uh, certainly some storylines coming out of it. So Coach Ford is going to join us in just a few moments. Uh, If you want to uh, chime in on anything that we're talking about, you can do so by texting or tweeting at me. If you want to text at me, the phone number is 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. If you want to tweet at me, you do that at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air so I was thinking about this because when I was putting together the show, I wanted to do a one week into grapefruit league play. Essentially. What have we learned about the St. Louis Cardinals? And I, I try what I struggle with at times is I don't want to say that stuff doesn't matter when at the same time, it's hard to find things that really do matter this early on in spring training play. I, what your spring train's a long time. We've, we've got just under a month left of Grapefruit League games that the Cardinals are going to be playing. And as, and as play continues, and as we get deeper into the Grapefruit League, things are gonna start mattering more and more. Results are going to start mattering more and more. So I'm not somebody who's sitting here saying that nothing that happens down here in Florida matters. Clearly that's not true. But when we're this early on in spring, it's very. You look at the results, and you take everything with a bit of a grain of salt, because it's so early on, and more than anything, for especially for pitchers, but really for everybody, it's just about getting back onto the field and getting comfortable and getting acclimated to playing games again and all that sort of stuff. Yet, this is the Cardinals. You're listening right now. You want to hear talk about the Cardinals and things that are happening down here in Jupiter and things that matter, and. They're, they're doing all this stuff for a reason. So what, what really matters? What do we take away from what has happened so far this season and try to kind of define it as being something that we can we can take something away from it? Uh, I think first and foremost, the, and I look forward to talking with uh, John Moselock coming up next hour, a little bit more than an hour from now. From a health standpoint, the team is pretty healthy. Knock on wood, right? That's what I did earlier. We know about the Tommy Edmonds situation. I I don't think he's going to be on the opening day roster. I could be wrong. The I think the Cardinals are still holding out hope that he is going to be available, but we're still a few days away from him being reevaluated, and just everything that we're saying here. When Oliver Marmel, the Cardinals manager, talks about Tommy Edmond, what he continues to say is that some days the wrist feels good and some days the wrist just does not feel good. There's – There's no straight line in recovery right now for Edmund. It's it's a variable on an everyday basis. And what that tells me is that he's – not quite as far along as you would like him to be in his recovery. At some point in time, as he as his wrist is getting better, it's got to be at a point where it's consistently feeling better every day, or at least where you're not taking steps back and steps forward and just riding a roller coaster of how the wrist feels. So the fact that we are less than a month away from the season getting started, Edmund hasn't done much down here. He's done a little, but he hasn't done a lot, and that there's no – consistent healing going on to me that that signals that he's not probably going to be available for opening day now does that mean he's going to miss the first month of the season the first two months of the season no i'm not saying that i would say i would i would probably think that it's going to be a week to two weeks after the season gets started that we probably see tommy edmund that being said if all of a sudden it just starts clicking in for him if he gets reevaluated here uh this upcoming week and stuff starts feeling better There is that possibility that he gets put on the fast track and he is available for opening day. I think every day that goes by, the chances of that happening becomes less and less and less and less. And that takes us to the decision by the club to bring in a Brandon Crawford. And I think the team will tell you that bringing in somebody who provides some depth at shortstop was not completely connected to Edmund not possibly being available when the season gets started. However, they had a plan for a backup shortstop if Edmonds on the roster. They didn't have a plan if they didn't. like that's the that's the cold hard truth of the, of the fact of, of the situation here that they really did not have anybody to play shortstop when Mason Wynn wasn't playing if Tommy Edmund wasn't on the roster with all due respect to everybody involved. And I say that. By the way, Jose Fermin has really been swinging a hot bat here recently. He lost his number. He was wearing the number 35. That's Brandon Crawford's number. So he gave up his number to Crawford. He's now wearing the number 15. He's like five for seven since uh, switching his number since, uh, since Crawford has gotten in here. So Fermin has done a nice job, but he, I don't think, there, there's no track record there. I talk about track record a lot. There's not a whole lot of track record when it comes to Jose Fermin, and I don't think the organization was overly confident in what he was going to be able to bring. If you if you need somebody to play shortstop, maybe even a little bit more than you were planning on if something happens with, with Mason Wynn. So bringing in Brandon Crawford obviously makes a whole lot of sense. From a pitching standpoint, I continue to be very interested in kind of this battle for the sixth starter and how that is going to impact the bullpen. Because if they start the season with six starters, which I think is the likely thing to happen, they have very few off days at the beginning of the season. Most years, you have a bunch of off days in the first couple weeks of the season. Uh, well, this year, it's not that way. You know, if you start the season in St. Louis, they always put an off day in on the second day of the year. That way, if opening day gets rained out, you've got another day to do it the next day. Well, they're starting the season in L.A. against the Dodgers. You really don't have to worry about being rained out or, or missing that, that game in Los Angeles. So the way the season starts this year for the Cardinals is they just don't have those built-in off days like they do on in most seasons. So st- when you have a five-man rotation – even though once the season gets started they're used to the the 4 days of you know 4 days between starts at the beginning of the season starting pitchers tend to be used to having that extra day so that that extra day isn't going to exist this year i think it is likely that they are going to open up the season with six starters that that creates a few different situations for this team uh, first off, let's say it could be Matthew Libertor or Zach Thompson. I think it's going to be probably going to be Liberator, but it could be Thompson. Let's just just to make this conversation easy. I'm going to use Liberator's name. But when I say Libertor, if it's Thompson who wins the sixth starter, everything I say applies to that situation as well. If liberator is your sixth starter and he opens up the season and let's say he pitches well, where do you where do you go from there? Because at some point, you're going to need a six starter again. If you put him in the bullpen, you lose the ability to stretch him out. And also, if you put Liberator in the bullpen, he's going to have a very important role down there. I think we saw last year down the stretch of the season how good he can be and how effective he can be as a relief pitcher. So this is not one of those situations where you have a six starter, but you're going to just keep him on the big league roster, and he's going to be your long man out of the bullpen. If Liberatore is in the bullpen, he is going to have the ability to throw some leverage innings, and it's going to be important for him to be there. But what that means is you're not just going to use him to use him. You're not going to try to find spots to keep him stretched out. He's going to lose his. Uh, he's going to lose the ability to pitch deep into games, and you can get stretched out again over the course of two or three starts. So if there's a situation where somebody gets injured and they're going to be out for a while and you need to put somebody in the rotation, you can get him back stretched out in a relatively short amount of time. But if you just need to fill a, a spot start here, a spot start there, Libertor is not going to be as effective if he's in the bullpen. So just trying to figure out that dynamic. In fact, Oliver Marmel even talked the other day about the fact that, uh, They their bullpen construction is going to be somewhat dependent upon if they have five or six starters and not just from a numbers standpoint, because you will have one less relief pitcher if you've got six starters, but also from a type of roles that you're going to have in the bullpen. If they go with six starters, then they probably won't look for the long man out of the bullpen. They'll just kind of have, they'll have a bunch of more short options where if they go with a five-man rotation to start the season.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on
2: LinkedIn.com/slash/recommend today. And in, in all likelihood, they are going to have to have somebody who can cover multiple innings. Uh, if you do have a short start, so that's that's one of the storylines that I'm watching. Also, backup center field. Uh, let's say Tommy Edmond is not on the roster to start the season. We know that Dylan Carlson is likely going to be the everyday center fielder, but he's not going to cover every single inning in center field defensively, who will be on the roster who can do that? Lars Newtbar can. I don't get the sense that the organization wants Newtbar to be there. I think that if, if Edmund begins the season on the injured list, there's going to be another player on the roster who can play center field in all likelihood. That'd be Michael Ciani. Ciani is, is able to, to go out there. Obviously, we saw him play uh, a lot in the big leagues towards the end of the season after he came up, uh, after he was acquired by the Cardinals last year. There's been a lot of talk about Victor Scott Can he play himself onto the roster? If Scott plays himself onto the roster, well, then he is going to be playing on an everyday basis. And he has been impressive in what he's done so far. We're still waiting to see whether or not uh, he can put everything together from an offensive standpoint at the big league level. But we know what he can do defensively. We know what he can do on the bases. It's pretty darn impressive. And if they go into a situation where Edmund's going to miss some time, and Siani and doesn't do a whole lot here in spring. Do they give a look at Victor Scott and put him on the roster? And if they do, all of a sudden, then that Dylan Carlson's back to being your fourth outfielder. And um, yeah, he's he's back to your he, he's back to being your fourth outfielder because Scott's going to play. On an everyday basis we will take a break and when we return we are going to talk with uh coach ford uh travis ford slew bilkins basketball coach after a fantastic win yesterday uh, as they pick up the w and just the way the game was able to finish yesterday was what made it uh, so impressive we'll talk with coach ford in just a moment it's a sports on a sunday morning my name is matt paulie coming your way from uh, jupiter florida here on kmox No Tom Ackerman today. He is on the television call of the Cardinals game this afternoon as they match up against the Marlins. My name is Matt Pauley, also coming your way from Jupiter, Florida, but yesterday in uh, St. Louis, actually it was at Rhode Island, but for St. Louis, uh, Billikens basketball picking up a fantastic 94-91 win at Rhode Island. And it's time for our weekly conversation with Billikens head coach, Travis Ford. It is sponsored by Royal Banks of Missouri. Coach, thanks so much for uh, taking some time. How are you today? doing good
3: this morning i appreciate you having me on thank you let's
2: yeah you bet let's start with uh, a status update if you don't mind uh sincere parker got a little bit more banged up yesterday how is he feeling do you have any update on him
3: yeah he's uh he, he's a little sore this morning you know uh it was a shoulder thing where it popped out but uh, got it obviously back in and uh, um, I think he'll just, you know, hopefully be day-to-day at this point. Uh, you know, this is a quick turnaround. Uh, we play, you know, Dayton Tuesday night. and You know, we got back here late last night around 11 o'clock. Um, and uh, so, you know, we've just got a quick turnaround here. we got to see, you know, how healthy we can be.
2: That win yesterday and you were quoted in the newspaper about making decisions second by second. You didn't have a whole lot of guys, injuries, foul trouble. Now that the game is over and that you were able to get the win as you're coaching in those moments, how enjoyable is it to to be making those decisions in a second by second basis?
3: You know, it's interesting. It's a good, great question because I actually talked to our team about it actually when we got back last night, after I had a chance to watch the film, um, it was fun coach it probably we played we probably made as many hustle plays uh positive hustle plays that we've made in that game, probably more than we've almost made total the last three or four or five games, you know, diving on the floor, loose balls, blocking shots, steals we had twenty seven points off turnovers, which is a little uncommon for us, but you know, as I told them, yeah, you know we were battling the whole game, we were battling foul trouble and injuries, and we had guys playing positions they hadn't played. You know, I was having to figure out who was playing what position uh, to try to figure out what place to run offensively that they might know. Uh, we were changing defenses uh, on the fly during possessions, trying to stay out of foul trouble, and also trying to keep our team fresh. We, we went through a stretch in the second half where our guys were just totally fatigued. You could see it. We could see it when they came to a timeout. And uh, I said we're going to have to find some some se- some some segments here of zone because we had no substitutes. We had no one. Uh, the only sub we had had four files on the bench.
2: Travis Ford joining us on the program again. They match up against that Dayton. That's going to be an eight o'clock start late night. At Shea Fitz Arena on Tuesday night, an 8 o'clock start. Our coverage is going to begin at uh, 7.45, and then uh, a week from today, or no, a week from yesterday, excuse me, uh, they'll match up against St. Bonaventure. That's uh, next Saturday. Uh, They'll go to uh, St. Bonaventure, and that's going to wrap things up for the regular season. And then up next, they are going to head to the conference tournament, and we'll see if they can... Uh, Finish off the season with with some positive momentum and, and do something in the conference tournament. We'll just have to wait and see. Obviously, the regular season has not gone the way they would like it to go. But right now, they've won two of their last three. They're scoring a lot of points right now. Uh, you look at what they've done in their most recent wins, 94 points yesterday, 96 points when they beat uh, George Washington, 102 points against uh, LaSalle. Even in their losses, they're tending to uh, to put up good scoring. Now, on the other side of that, they have struggled a bit from a defensive standpoint. I would say they played a little bit better than the uh, defensively than the 91 points would have uh, would have indicated yesterday, but still 91 points is 91 points. Uh, they gave up 91 in that win against uh, George Washington. They've given up uh, you know 80 plus points pretty consistently here uh, recently. So that is something that they are going to be looking to uh, shore up. But offensively, they're in a uh, they're in a pretty good spot right now. Right, we will take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number one of the program. It is a sports on a Sunday morning. My name is Matt Polly. in for Tom. Ackley. Ackerman. Tom's got the TV call of the Cardinals Marlins game today and we're back with more in just a moment right here on KMOX. No Tom Ackerman this morning instead you got me Matt Pauly we're both in Jupiter, Florida however Tom's got the radio call or not the radio call the TV call I should say of uh, the Cardinals game today as they match up against the Marlins on Bally uh, Sports Midwest so uh, Tom's busy doing that and I'm very happy to be able to uh, host sports on a Sunday morning right here on KMOX. Shout out, by the way, to uh, the Wash U men's basketball team as uh, they pick up a victory yesterday against Illinois College in overtime uh, 68-67 in the second round of the NCAA tournament. They're hosting the first couple games. They beat Wisconsin Lutheran on Friday in overtime, and then they have a second straight overtime victory yesterday, and that puts them into the uh, D3 Sweet 16, and they're gonna match up against Trine University on the road this upcoming Friday. So we talked so much earlier about about the great sports weekend that we have had so far uh, in St. Louis with uh, SLU and Illinois and City and the Blues. Uh, We'll throw WashU in there as well. So congratulations going out to them as they'll continue uh, their run in the tournament. Wanted to mention Illinois and Mizzou basketball yesterday. Certainly a tale of two very different teams in two very different directions this year. Illinois picks up a good win. They knock off Wisconsin by a um, 91 to 83 score. They're now 13 and five in Big Ten play, and I think we all sit here and kind of wonder how good can they be, how much of a um, how, how much of a run can they go on in the NCAA tournament? You know, anytime they lose a game, you do the thing. I think I think we just as human beings do this that when something bad happens, you turn it into maybe something more than it actually is. Uh, but you do look at some of their their losses when they went to Penn State. Penn State's not an especially good team. They lose that game. They lost at Michigan State. But for the most part, if they're playing at home, they're winning, and they've come up with some pretty good uh, road uh, road wins as well. And just in a pretty solid Big Ten, we'll see uh, where they end up uh, getting seated. Huge game, huge game coming up on Tuesday as they're going to match up against Purdue. Purdue is a team that absolutely could win a national title this year. Right now, Purdue is the number two team in the nation. They've been the number one team for much of the year. So we're going to learn something about Illinois coming up. They played uh, earlier this year at Purdue when Purdue was ranked number one. That was a fantastic game, and, and they hung in there with them. They only lose that game by five, uh, 83-78, so now they're going to get them on their home floor here in the uh, final week or so of the regular season. But the the story of Illinois basketball this year has been absolutely fantastic. However, on the other side of things, Missouri basketball did yesterday a version of what they have done a lot of lately. Now it looked a little bit different. What Missouri has largely done recently is they have played solid first halves, they've been in the lead and then they've let it go and they just haven't made plays down the stretch. Yesterday was a little bit of a different spot where Missouri was uh, was was down big at halftime. They were down 45-26 at halftime. They started off the game fine. Uh, this was written about in the Post Dispatch and I thought it was a it was a it was a good angle to take on it. When Missouri had their starters in there at the beginning of the game, they were able to do a nice job, and they hung around with Ole Miss. But then once they went to the bench, as they've been dealing with some injuries and some other things, their, their second group just could not stick with Ole Miss's second group. And then before you know it, Ole Miss is going on some runs, and, and they're up big. Give Missouri a lot of credit, though, because uh, Missouri puts up 52 second-half points, they, they outscore Ole Miss 52-39 in the second half of the game, but it just was not enough, and they end up losing uh, 84-78. They're now 0-16 in SEC play. And it's right now they are, they are likely to finish out the year without an SEC regular season victory. They're going to play a very good Auburn team uh, coming up next, and uh, that's a that's an Auburn team that's in the the top fifteen, and then they'll wrap up the season on Saturday when they go to LSU, going on the road. They are not going to be favored in either of those games, and that's just kind of the season that they've had. It's it's such a you you look at what Missouri did last year, and then obviously you compare it to what's going on this year, and it's just two completely different teams and the, the outcomes and the way things have gone. I don't think anybody expected this. I know there's still a strong belief in, in Dennis Gates and rightfully so. The only thing that I, I keep hearing people say this, and I don't know how, I think Gates has that unique ability to connect with, with, with other, other people. So when he has this amazing recruiting class coming in for next season, which he does there's some people that are worried that the lack of success for this year is going to turn into some of those kids decommitting and could some of those kids make the decision not to go to Missouri sure like we look at the state of college athletics right now where it is just it is the wild wild west and and you're re-recruiting your team on an everyday basis and there was just another court ruling this past week that basically loosened up any more restrictions on name image likeness. The The NCAA has basically stated that they are suspending any investigations into name image likeness because the court system has basically said that it's not legal for schools to not be able to do whatever they want to do in terms of. Assisting these third parties with financial deals for for kids to come in, so anything can happen right now in the world of college athletics. And if you've got a bunch of these kids who can go get paid a little bit more money somewhere else, could they start decommitting? Yeah, but from a very from just looking at things and, and saying who people are as as humans and what their what their strengths are. I look at Coach Gates and I see a guy who does a, as good a job as anybody in the country at being able to connect with these kids that come in. So I think Missouri is, as, uh, is in as good a position as you can be in if you have not won a single game in conference for keeping your uh, keeping your team put together for the next year. All right, coming up uh, next hour, we'll talk more Cardinals baseball. At the uh, top of the hour, we'll go through the free agency situation that still exists across Major League Baseball. John Moselock will join us next hour. We'll talk City FC with Lutz uh, Fonestiel. That is all on the way. It is a sports on a Sunday morning from Jupiter, Florida. Tom Ackerman's off today. I'm Matt Pauley here on KMOX.